and churches and just so many things that the city has to offer and parks and recreational centers and just you go out and you will meet people you know if you're social if you're outspoken if you love to connect people even use dating apps you know so that's another way that people are able to meet others you know through dating apps now i've never used a dating app but instagram i feel like it's turning into one if you ask me okay because i've met people on instagram and i think it's a cool way to connect now you have to be smart okay you guys you cannot be you know, you gotta be intelligent in this day and age. You can't be getting catfished out here, okay? Don't go on Instagram with the sole purpose to find your soulmate. Now, that's not what we're gonna do. Just don't go searching, actively searching. Like, I don't know, I just feel like that kind of takes away from I, I would just say, just kind of be a little bit more social in general. You know, go to different events. Stop staying stuck in the house. You know, just make friends, meet people. And I'm sure naturally it will happen, you guys. So um, other than that, Atlanta is extremely small, you guys. Now, when I tell you everybody knows everybody, everybody knows everybody. They may have gone to college together. They may have worked together. You know, the person that you're dating might know the person that you used to talk to. Like, just be careful out here. You know, Atlanta is a very small city. You know, everybody knows everybody. Even in friendships, like, people have come up to me and they've been like, I know you, I saw you at so-and-so's birthday party. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be shady, but it's like, it's it's just true. Everybody knows everybody. And, you, and, like, it's a very small city. So one thing about Atlanta also is that the entertainment industry is here. You know, you have so many films being shot here, many reality dating TV shows. You have Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, okay? Um, you have, I mean, does anybody really watch that anymore? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When I'm bored and there's nothing else to watch, I will watch it. But anyway, <laughs> also this new um, show that aired like last year, and I believe it was last year and it was on the OWN network and it was like dating for older adults and it was called um, Ready for Love. So it was like a reality dating TV show based out here in Atlanta. Also have a lot of like, you know, wags of Atlanta or the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You have The Real World is also coming out with The Real World Atlanta. So and that's going to be on Facebook Watch. I did catch that. Um, I even almost got recruited. <laughs> to be on a dating show here in Atlanta. A casting director reached out to me on Instagram and the entire concept of the show was that they were gonna put 20 women in a house together and then 20 men in a house together and the women and men were gonna live separately. Now, the show was going to be called Love is Blind, right? The concept of the show was that the men and women were supposed to go on blind dates, meaning that when they went on these dates, they were not going to be able to physically see what the other person looked like. So I did not know how that was gonna play out logistically. He had to sort of form emotional connections and bonds based on conversations with the men that we were supposed to be dating, but we were not gonna be able to see what they looked like, how tall they were, how skinny they were, what their face looked like. We just weren't gonna see them. But if we were able to form these connections, we could either propose to the man or the man could propose to us. And so then we would either get engaged or not, depending on whether the person said yes. The show was gonna like send us on a honeymoon and then from there, we were going to be put in a house together to live like an engaged couple and work towards marriage. Now, 
I am not a reality TV star or whatever. Me doing YouTube is me already stepping out of my comfort zone and I still kind of struggle with it. But, you know, this show, I did the Skype interview with the casting director. I filled out a whole survey personality questionnaire and I even got the contract emailed to me, right? Because I was just like curious, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Me on the TV show. Now, I will say I did ask like, hey, is it gonna be hair and makeup? Is it gonna be like this? She was like, no sis. And I was like, yeah, I can't be looking busted on TV. That's not gonna be me, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I got the contract, right? And in the contract, what really, really put the nail in the coffin for me, like I wasn't gonna do it, was the $50,000 fine they were going to charge people if they decided that they did not want to continue filming in the show and they wanted to quit, right? So if let's say I decide mid-show, mid-production, I don't want to be on the show anymore, I quit, you had a $50,000 fine because you were halting production and essentially putting people out of their jobs and they would have to start the whole recruiting process all over again. Now your girl ain't gotta like that okay like i ain't got no fifty thousand dollars to be throwing away and i just didn't feel comfortable enough to commit to something like that so i said no so the entertainment world definitely comes to atlanta to showcase you know just the dating scene and whatnot and there's so many just like tv shows taking place here so i just want to put that out there what i really want to emphasize to you guys is that when you date with intentionality and when you date with purpose not with fear you have to know who you are and know what you bring to the table if you feel as though you could be bringing a little bit more and you need to expect a little bit more out of yourself i would say take this singleness to really focus on yourself and really accomplish what it is that you have yet to accomplish now dating is like putting a microscope to you right you know people are going to see you for the good and the bad and you have to really be able to be a heel and whole person you cannot get into a relationship thinking that a relationship is what's going to make you better no it's not you have to make sure that you are complete on the inside before you enter into anything and so when we are broken sometimes we end up dating out of desperation we date just to feel better and when we do that that is literally living on the edge that is dating dangerously that will not make you feel better that will make you feel worse because you will compromise your worth and settle for less and do things that really you know you should not be doing and so i really want to place emphasis on really taking the time to heal yourself spiritually mend your heart do whatever it takes to become a complete and whole person and when you do that and when you heal when you become whole that person will naturally gravitate towards you you know the work doesn't stop so relationships do make us better you know iron sharpens iron i'm not gonna say it doesn't do anything for us but we want to make sure that we are not bitter and angry and lashing out on our loved ones on the people that we're dating and the people that we're getting to know now we know that there are a lot of people in toxic relationships and so you will come across people in your dating right that are maybe not ready to be in a relationship but they don't have that awareness and i think it's really important for you to have discernment when you're dating people because not everybody that you come across is meant for you not everybody that you come across deserves your heart can treasure your heart i grew up in church and i remember hearing a bible verse that would say guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life when you give somebody your heart you give them access to your emotions you give them access to your thoughts and your mind and your soul and your spirit and so when things go wrong it really can affect you and you have to be very careful about who you give your heart to because that is a very special and valuable thing okay you guys so keep that in mind when you do decide to date 
you know and i hope you guys enjoyed this video comment down below subscribe and stay tuned and follow me on instagram oppressed on pookie and ray ray if you didn't want the girls who pookie and ray ray mess with answer that for me I ain't never been concerned about no Pookie and Ray Ray because I ain't concerned about no chicks that mess with Pookie and Ray Ray. They make the kind of chicks I mess with. And I mess with, I'm, I, I have a hard, firm, strong preference for black women. So yeah, you can't be like, oh, he said he don't mess with girls who miss Pookie and Ray Ray. He must mess with only white girls or Asian. Nah, I mess with 80 to 90% black women. And the, the vast majority of the chicks I mess with, I argue to say none of them, but they ain't they ain't going for no Pookie and Ray Ray. So I ain't never been concerned with what girls Pookie and Ray Ray pulling. I just haven't been, bro. That's why I feel like these educated lames low-key want the girls that mess with Pookie and Ray Ray. Even though they say they won't, they won't admit that. Most of them, openly. But it's like, why else would you be concerned, bro? But, man, that's all I want to talk about today, bro. Don't worry about Pookie and Ray Ray taking your girl unless you messing with some hood shit. Unless you messing with Tookie and Shanene. You don't really need, you don't need to worry about Pookie and Ray Ray if you ain't in that world. If you messing with a chick and you think a Pookie and Ray Ray might take her, you need to reflect on your choice in women. That's up to you, bro. So, that's the topic for the day, man. I'll probably talk about Pookie and Ray Ray in future videos, maybe. Educated lames in future videos, maybe. Just because I like the topic because I've seen both spectrums, both spectrums. You feel me? So, I'm going to end it here, bro. It's long enough. Don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Peace. Hey, y'all. She was seven. Okay, so, I've gotten lots of requests for this video. I'm just going to make a video. Um... Actually, this is going to be the video about why I stopped being a mortician because I've been asked so many times in the comments on different videos. So I just thought I'd make a video to answer it once and for all. Um, the reason that I quit, I'm sorry, I'm painting right now. The reason why I quit being a mortician was not because of the job. It was not because it was not anything about the physical or um, mental part of being a mortician had nothing to do with it it was actually the people that I was working with um, the live people is what ran me off okay not the dead the dead were cool <laughs> they're very peaceful they didn't have much to say and you know they just kind of you know didn't bother anyone so I'm gonna tell you all the story of why I quit um now this is the last funeral um, job, paying job, last funeral home paying job that I was at. It was a very nice funeral home and um, my boss was female and I thought, okay, well, you know, I could do this because, you know, cool boss, you know, we had the same sign. She was a Pisces, I was a Pisces, you know, blah, 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 blah. So at first we got along good because we were very, like, much alike. But she was a little older than me. She was probably older. She was old enough to be my mom. Okay, she was older than me, old enough to be my mom. But she was still attractive. Now, um, 
I got this job because her son, who was a grown man, saw me driving a hearse for a different funeral home. And he called up that funeral home asking, you know, giving my description, asking for me or to give, to relay a message. He gave the phone number to the receptionist and I got the phone number. So he called and he was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. My mom has a funeral home. If you want to ever work at our funeral home, let me know because you would fit right in and da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. So when I got tired of that funeral home because uh, I couldn't get an internship, um, like I wanted uh, I was just working but at that time I needed an internship to complete like my paperwork and um, I got half of it like I had half of it and I was like okay this is cool I was doing all the work of a mortician um, I had you know been working there for almost a year but the lady that was in charge of the internships was a lesbian and she really liked me and she kept asking me to go you know places with her and um, I had a boyfriend at the time so you know and plus I'm not a lesbian no offense to lesbians but um, that just wasn't how I was you know so I ended up quitting that job going to this new funeral home which was very nice and it was um it wasn't corporate owned it was in uh, owned by a group of people predominant african-americans um, owned this funeral home in Houston. There was a surgeon, a real estate developer, a congresswoman, and a funeral director that owned this um, funeral home. So I worked for them and everything was cool at first. And everyone kept telling me, like all my friends in different funeral homes that worked, were, was telling me no one lasts six months over there. You're gonna quit within six months. And da, 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 that lady is crazy. And I was like, no, she's nice, she's nice. They're, they're like, just wait, just wait. So lo and behold, she did turn out to be crazy. Um, so the reason I quit was because this lady was very rude. She, like she was very snappy and sarcastic. And I know because I'm a Pisces and I can be that way. But she took it out on the wrong people. And it was because her love life sucked. And she was in love with one of the owners who was a surgeon. Of course, who wouldn't be right as a surgeon. And he was like engaged to this other lady who was uh, really beautiful. She looked like Halle Berry, y'all. And my boss looked more like Miss Piggy. So, <laughs> but he would mess around with her and he had dated her before he got engaged to this lady. So she was still holding on to the fact that one day she would leave him and go back with her. Or she could break them up. But they had kids, like, the woman he was engaged to, they had kids together. <laughs> hey guys, Lexi here. Uh, so, let me just start with, you gotta be careful who you meet online, I swear to you. Um, there are some real creeps in the world. But, with that being said, um, I do not knock online dating. I am pretty much for it. Um, I've been doing online dating for about 10 years and it seems like in recent times it's easier to meet someone online than it is to meet someone in person because I swear to you in my life it seems like everyone is like in a relationship or just going through some kind of transition in life. 
Um, so with that being said, I do not, I have not met any guys like in person. So um, I wanna talk about my most recent experience. Um, I was on Tinder. Um, I really don't use Tinder that much. Let me just say that. Uh, let me just say that, you know, I am one of those people that will download the app. I will, you know, like use it for a little bit, look through it, and then, you know, after a while, kind of forget that I even have it on my phone, and then I'll like get in, swipe through a few people, and then if no one really appeals to me or they don't message me, then I just pretty much delete it, so. Not really an active Tinder user, but um, this person was very active and he was messaging me and he seemed kind of cute. So I was like, okay, I'll see what's up. So let me get into the story. Um, but before we start that, um, if you guys do like this look, I'm not really like a hair person. I've never been like a hairstylist, but recently um i wanted to change it up i usually wear like a lot of lace front wigs um but i got this or I actually did as like crochet and mind you i'm not really good at it so it's decent but um i got i'm gonna show you guys these it is bobby boss forever new crochet um i just got it at like this little um, beauty supply store that's uh, in my area. So I got this and it was like about four packs of hair that I put in to my head and it's pretty full, it's not heavy. But anyways, um, so if you guys are interested, yeah, go ahead and pick this up. So it's a really cute look. So let me get into the story. So tender, tender, tender. Okay, so anyways, as I was saying, um, so the guy, I'm gonna say his name was Michael. And Michael messaged me and, um, you know, he seemed pretty interested. You know, he was messaging me. He's like, oh, you know, I wanna come and see you. And like me, I'm always like, no, I gotta get to know you first. But he was like a gentleman about the whole thing. So anyways, um, we started messaging back and forth. And then eventually, you know, he asked for my number. It took a few days, but eventually I gave it to him. And so then um, right off the back, he called me and then we started talking on the phone. And let me just say that in today's time, it seems like um, men picking up the phone and calling is just like taboo these days. Like it's just something that they don't wanna do. Um, I like the simple fact that, you know, he actually picked up the phone because a lot of guys or a lot of people these days, like they talk to multiple people and like you really don't build that connection or you don't really get to know them just by texting all the time. And for me, I like to like hear your voice and you know, like hear your inflections like just hear everything like when i interact with you because like if we can hold a conversation over the phone to me that's a hint that okay we'll be able to just click and vibe in person so that's the reason why i like talking on the phone so him um you know just calling me off the back was definitely a plus um and so we got to get to know each other. Um, there were no red flags at the time when we did talk on the phone. 
um and we even also video chatted we did facetime so um i was happy with what i saw he was happy with what he saw so it wasn't like some kind of surprise as to what we looked like or us you know lying or posting like old pictures of ourselves like pretty much my pictures were current he was current so um we were good but anyways um the day of the date um i think it was like a monday night i left work i get off at five and i decided we decided to go to main event um he seemed pretty excited about the whole date um he actually uh asked his boss to leave early because i guess due to the job that he had he usually like worked a late shift but he was really excited about the date he was like for sure we were gonna click so he asked to leave his uh job early and um we met up around seven o'clock so i had to drive a little bit out just to get to the date it was about an hour out and you know that was no biggie for me and like i said we went to the main event um i don't know if you guys know but it's kind of like a dave and busters um i've i had never really been into one i only like walked into one with like another date but anyways so we got there and you know like the last thing he had texted me that day was oh i'm so excited to see you and then after like around five something i hadn't heard from him so i headed out and i got there around seven something and uh, all right so when i got there i texted him and i'm like um here and then he was like oh you are and so i was like yeah so then we when um he was like okay well i'm inside so i got on my car and i was walking in and i'm like okay usually i mean like most guys will text and say that they're already there like they don't wait for me to text and say i'm there but anyways um when i walked in he was like sitting at these couches or whatever um like in the entrance or whatever so he got up instantly and he was like oh hey and i was like hi and so like we kind of like gave each other a hug and so um he's like so what do you want to do and i was like um it doesn't matter to me he was like well you want to sit down for a second and um grab a few drinks or something and i was like yeah that's fine and so like for me like i always just like to just actually talk and kind of you know just um build that familiarity that we built over the phone and then like just transfer that to um real life so uh we sat and we got drinks and um well actually i'm sorry i ordered a drink and um it was i think it was like a margarita or something because i always like try to keep it simple so i ordered a margarita and then um he decided and this is where like the red flag went in literally so anyway he was like he ordered himself a drink i forgot what he got and then he, i had mentioned that i like whiskey sours and so he ordered a whiskey sour now mind you um when the drinks came i had like barely drank my margarita and so he was already ordering me another drink so i had to and he had one and i kind of felt like that was a red flag because i was like you know i don't i'm just only trying to get one drink i didn't need a second one and you know he felt like he needed to order me another drink um so anyway we were talking and you know like i said he seemed to be really vibing with me and 
so he started talking about oh you know like i want to take you out on a second date you know i'm really excited you know you're everything that i thought you were gonna be and blah 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 so while he was talking i was like oh are you gonna you know drink your drink and so he kind of like kept brushing it off and so i'm like okay well you know you already ordered me two drinks and you're not drinking so i kind of thought that was a little bit weird to me or it was like a red flag so um you know i was just joking i was like oh aren't you gonna drink and so he was like um actually um there's something i have to tell you and then i was like what do you have to tell me and so he was like well actually you know i meant to tell you over the phone but you know you were just being so cute and amazing i just couldn't tell you then but i wanted to tell you now and i'm like okay what is it and so he was like um actually see a few years ago um i had had a dui and you know some stuff happened and they hadn't like caught me and so but anyways now they just recently like put a breathalyzer on my car and so like you know i can't really drink because when i drink you know when i blow into the breathalyzer the car isn't gonna stop um the car is gonna stop and so you know i don't really want to drink and i mean i meant to tell you before and i was like okay well why didn't you tell me and then i was like okay so you're not supposed to drink so i'm like why did you order a drink and he was like well you know i can drink a little bit but you know i just you know if that breathalyzer like catches that alcohol my um breath there's a chance that my car is not gonna start and i'm like okay i was like okay good to know and he's like hopefully that's not an issue you know and he was like oh by the way i also got a hotel room and stuff and i was like well why did you get a hotel room and he was like well you know just in case my car doesn't start you know i can take an uber to the hotel and you know it's not too far from here and so i was like yeah but i was like how far away do you live from here and he's like oh i only live 15 minutes and so i'm like okay so that's not far you know for you to head back home like why do you have to get a hotel room and he was like well you know i just got it and he was like you know you're free to come over if you want no biggie like you don't have to but you're free to come over to the hotel and i was like mm. i was like no and so we kept talking or whatever and so i was starting to feel like eh, this is like really freaking shady and so then he kept like talking over and over and over again he's like so you know are you having a good time i don't know if you want um you know we can grab some pizza some wings we could take it back to the hotel room and then i was like um no i don't feel comfortable going back to the hotel room he's like okay no worries no worries um you know you don't have to it's just like i said if i can't drive i'm gonna have to you know get a uber and then go back to the hotel room and i'm like okay so i kind of just felt weird and i had already like drank mind you i had already like drank a little bit of my drink before he actually started telling me about how he couldn't drink and so i was a little like i wasn't drunk but i was like like you can kind of feel a little, a little bit and so I was like, oh, let me go to the restroom. So then I went to the restroom and like I was in a stall. I was like, mom, I called my mom. And I was like, 
I'm kind of in a situation and she was like what is it didn't you go out with that dude and I was like yeah I was like well um, he's talking about he has a breathalyzer on his car and you know he's not able to drive and he keeps talking about um, getting an uber and going back to the hotel room and she was like well and I was like I don't know it just all seems kind of fishy to me and she's like well if you don't feel comfortable just tell him that you gotta go like don't feel bad about it and so I was like okay so um, I had never really been in that situation where I've actually literally had to like abruptly leave a date but I was thinking about running like out the doors but I was like how am I gonna end this date so when I left out the bathroom um like you can visibly see the uh table and chair that we were sitting at when we had our drinks and our wings and stuff and like I was he wasn't sitting there and I was gonna dart out the door but then like he came from like a different I don't know if he was sitting somewhere else but as soon as I came out the bathroom he came up to me and he was like so what do you want to do and so I was like eh, I don't know I think I want to you know, and then before I could really say anything, he was like, oh, well, let's go sit down for a second. I was like, okay, let's sit down and talk. So that's when we started sitting down and talking more. And then I was like, hey, um, what's your last name? Because I don't think I got your last name or anything like that. And then he was like, uh, Smith. And I was like, hmm, Michael Smith. I was like, okay. To me, I was like, that sounded very, very, very generic. And so I was like, I don't know, it just seemed kind of weird to me. And so he's like, what's your last name? And I was like, I didn't want to give him my last name at this point. I was like, um, yes. And then he was like, uh, is it this? Is it this? And I was like, uh, no. And then he was, I was like, it's Irish. And so he was like, okay, McDonald. And I'm like no and so then I kind of like tried to change the subject and then I was like oh like do you have an ID or something I don't know why I had to like look at his ID but I've talked to people like before on dates I remember I, I dated this guy and he told me he was like um his middle name was like the name of a like a uh, rock star or whatever and he had to prove it to me because guys love to prove themselves so he had to prove it to me pulled out his id well anyways at this guy's like oh like do you have an id and he was like oh actually i don't have an id i actually lost it and that's when i was like okay now you don't have an id he's like actually i don't have an id and then he was like um i do have my marijuana card but i don't have an id and I was like, okay, this is really fishy. And so then after that, I was like, um, I have to go. And so he was like, why? Like, what's wrong? And I was like, um, you know, I was like, I just wanted to meet you and, you know, see how everything was. And I was like, now you're talking about going to a hotel room. And he's like, well, you don't have to go to a hotel room with me. I was just telling you. And I was like, I just need to go and he's like come on why he's like do you want to play games you know or we can do some other stuff like we don't have to go to the hotel room and I was like mm, no it's okay and so I was like you know you're a nice guy but I don't want to lead you on and so I decided to leave and I felt you know like, I don't know I just felt like 
maybe I was overreacting, but the way that everything um, sounded, it was just red flags like all over the place. And I just didn't want to take that risk. And I kept thinking like I could possibly like be on a date with like a freaking rapist or a serial killer. And you know, honestly, I've had the experience of actually going on a date with a rapist. And I won't get into that in this video, but if that's something that you do want to hear about, um, I'll be happy to share that experience. But anyways, um, with him, you know, I was just like, it just felt weird. And that goes into um, tips. Like if you go on a date with someone, don't start talking about going to your house or going back to a hotel room and then don't tell people that you have a DUI, you have a breathalyzer in your car. Like it's good to be honest, but I just feel as though the way that the information was given and just thrown on me was definitely not something that you should do on a first date. And I mean, he probably, maybe he couldn't have been a creeper, but he came off as a creeper and I just did not want to take that risk. So, you know, I ended the date and while I was like driving home, I was talking on the phone with my mom and like he sent me the a freaking text of like a map and like a pinpoint and I was like that is just so weird and so um I think he got the hint he didn't try to contact me after that I didn't contact him of course um but that was just my situation with tender and like I said this is I usually don't really do online dating as much anymore but I have had years of experience um I thought that he was decent off the back because you know, he showed good signs of, you know, actually being interested, picking up the phone. Um, you know, he communicated with me daily. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of connection over the phone. Like, we had a lot to talk about. We shared a lot of interest. So, I thought that it would have been, you know, at least decent okay. But, you know, like I said, he came off, like, very, very, very creepy. So, that's just my... Um, situation with my tender date well one of them and that was just my most recent ones and you know for me it's just like you just have to be careful especially as a woman um you know to kind of do like a background check and just kind of um feel a person out um you know make sure that this person is who they are um, especially like if you're a type of person who does decide to go home with someone that's not me that's not what I do and like I said I have been on the date with the rapist so you know just even knowing that I have had that situation um, it's scary it's scary so anyways um, if you guys enjoyed this story um, if you want me to share any other story times or if you want me to share the story about a rapist uh, Please comment, um, subscribe, and like this video, and I will um, continue to bring more content to you guys. So, thank you guys for watching. As you see it with rich people, what do they usually do, right? What? They marry this young thing, right? When they make it, they do. Well, first of all, you see. I don't know if it's really about youth. Okay. I know it's about okay. beauty. Well, let me break it down. It's usually youth a physical, and beauty. A physical but what usually happens, right? Appearance. When somebody makes money, right? They're usually with their high school sweetheart, right? And their high school sweetheart is... When somebody makes money, they're not usually with their high school sweetheart. Well, a lot of times they are. It starts out like it that. It starts out like that. And, and usually their high school sweetheart or their girlfriend is tough on the eyes, right? 
Sometimes, sometimes. I'm not lying. I'm being honest. And what do they usually do? They divorce, right? Mm -hmm. Divorce and then- Try to upgrade about a physical. Right? And then they upgrade for like, what, five to 10 years until that person gets old. And then they, what did they do again? They upgrade again. To them, they happy. They are happy. I don't, I don't know that that means that they're happy. And this is the, the actually, you, you're just kind of proving my point. I think they so are thank happy. You. No, I appreciate I know. that. You said you don't think they're Who happy. Who is happy marrying, going through a divorce, and then marrying, going through a divorce, and doing, and going see, for a three-peat? This is the, this is the thing. Where's the happiness See, this is the thing that? which you don't understand. When a lot of rich people get a divorce, it's not that, it's, for them, it's not that bad. Like, if I'm losing half of your income, what? if you don't have a prenup, what's half of a billion, uh, two now, billion dollars? What are you talking about? What's two half of 500 million? Two, you still can't spend 250 sure, million. Just be real, like, like, 500 million. And most of these can people talk, have prenups and you get nothing. Honey, let's be realistic. Uh, my, all right, for Five, instance, like, can for we instance, talk about, hold on a second. I'm ask you, can we talk about income that's more realistic? Let, let's talk about, uh, let's, I'm, 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 matter of fact. Let's say Michael Athletes Jordan. Athletes don't even have five hundred. Let's say Michael Jordan, right? Michael Let's not Jordan. Say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan Let's say married okay, this who, new girl. Who plays on? What do you want? Michael Jordan. <laughs> what do you want? It's the truth. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when you ma- hold on, hold on. When you marry your second wife, right? After uh-huh. your first one took half, they don't get nothing. You know why? Because it's a prenup. Because they there. Because nine times out of ten, they want to be there. They want to be there like this next to you. With the jewelry on, but they want to be there like this on the private jet. But so they're when, expecting so when it's to over, be there for a lifetime. These women, when they get married, and in case that in case that might not be the case, they get pregnant. What these men do is they marry their first wife, right? The one their high school sweetheart. They lose half, and then every woman after that, there's a prenup. They don't get nothing after that. You think losing half was fun? You think losing half was the goal? See, this this is the thing which you understand. Losing half when you're a millionaire is not fun. Right. Losing half when you're a thousandaire is not fun. Losing half if you're losing a half ten dollar heir is when, not fun. When you are, I don't lose half of what I have. When you period. Jeff Bezos lost half. You think he gives a fuck? He his wife took his wife took five hundred thousand uh five hundred million dollars. I think he, he has cares. another five hundred million dollars. You still can't spend five hundred million dollars. I down. <laughs> there's not enough Birkins no. in this world. Listen, there's not uh, enough there homes. are, and there's homes, and there's, there's not there's all enough types of in things. this world when you're making that much money. He's making a hundred million a year, two hundred million a year. That's nothing. So you mean to tell me, realistically, you don't think that he felt losing half of his fortune to his wife that raises kids? He make it. He makes it. He makes it every year. No. Okay, so. I disagree with you, and we can stick a pin in it. You can't tell me that the goal and the ideal of happiness... I'm going to answer you in just one second. You can just... Here, I don't want you to... Okay. Uh, My armpits started sweating. I know, right? Shit. You can't tell me that the goal is to get married, to get a divorce, and then it's say, not. oh, I'll just bleep off half of my fortune. Yeah, but and, you, and, and, but, you know, this is ideal. This ha- is exactly happiness. Wait, 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 wait. Happiness is different to everybody, okay. right? To some people, happiness is making money. Mm-hmm. For some people, happiness is finding a spouse. For some people, happiness is collecting something. For a lot of people that make money, happiness is making more money. Like they never, they never get, ha- they never truly happy because they want more and more and more. They don't give a fuck about their spouse. They'll go fuck prostitutes to get their little come off. Okay. They'll go watch porn. So they don't give a fuck about a spouse. What they care about is money. That's Which is why happiness. they'd be upset about losing half of it. Right. That's why they have prenups to say, you shut the fuck up. No, you said he, he lost it to the first wife. 
and then re's up down the line. Right, but the re up down the line never gets half. Yeah, but I'm sure that happiness does not include anyone losing half of their fortune. And I think that that's plain to see. So we don't have to go back and forth. It's not about, about like, you got to say, like, some of those those relationships. What the fuck are y'all talking about? We're talking about meeting fucking bitches, nigga. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about fucking meeting a chick and seeing how she looks. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Prenup and what the fuck? That's not what we're talking about. What I was going to say was, let's get back on track. What I was going to say was, when you first meet a person, right? You f- I first meet. Like, nah, bruh. When I feel comfortable coming to your place, then I will do that. But we're not going to do that after I meet you one time. This is like the consistent theme that I'm seeing here. This pull up to the crib, come through and chill type of dude. For a very short period of time, I have been talking to a football player he's in the NFL. He was kind of dense as well. He didn't really have a lot to talk about. I thought he was pretty boring. He unfollowed me on Instagram when I posted my video talking about my abstinence journey. And it's like, yo, this is what I'm saying. So you have to understand that. In addition to having a pool of women in Atlanta, there's gonna be a lot of entrepreneurs. You have athletes, you have rappers, you have actors. There's so many people here. If you're not putting out when they want you to, then there's a high chance that if they don't see, you know, any other value in you, they're going to move on to someone else. Just be prepared for that. That doesn't mean you got to bust it wide open just to get someone to stay. Don't do that. But I'm just saying, be real cautious. So that was another one. He unfollowed me. I'm like, cool. I mean, we ain't have nothing anyway. Then there was another guy <laughs> and I met him through a meetups group. I also talked about this in my relocation video. I think that meetups is a great app to use if you're new to any city, just to get an idea of what things there are to do and also to connect with people who have similar interests as you. So meetups definitely has introduced me to a lot of people. So anyway, I met this guy at a meetups event. He was also new to Atlanta. We kind of bonded and vibed on that fact that we were new and we had pretty cool conversation. He talked on the phone a couple times. We texted a couple times. And I just feel like the more I talked to him, we weren't really vibing. So it kind of fell off after that. Recently, he started to hit me up and it was out of the blue, like months had gone by. You know, I want to see you. I like for us to link up. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what do you have in mind? What do you want to do? He's like, oh, you know, I'm just having drinks at my place tonight. I like it if you could come through. So I'm like, oh, okay. You having, you know, like a little kickback. You having people over. You want to have like a chill vibe. And he was like, no. Again, the pull up and chill type of dude, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm not really on that type of time. I'm like, if you want to go and do something somewhere, I'm more than happy to do that. But I'm not about to just come up to your place. I'm like, so if that's what you want, maybe we can link up another time. Uh, I didn't expect to hear from him again. And then he hit me up uh, probably like a week or so after that. He goes, hey, what are you doing tonight? I would like to link up. I want a chill vibe though. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you have in mind? And again, this dude goes, well, you know, I'm having drinks and stuff at my place. I got some tequila that we could chill, blah, 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 etc." And I'm like, you know, maybe this wasn't clear last time. You know, just like I told you before, when you suggested that I'm not really trying to come to your place. I met you one time. I don't feel comfortable with that. Then we start trying to find places to actually go somewhere. We're trying to find a place, trying to find a place that goes in circles. I'm freestyling this, but to make the story shorter, this is what he said. He's like, I have an idea to make all of this easier. How about you come to my place? I'll send you a picture of my government ID if it's that serious. I'll FaceTime you my place so you can see it. Just 
literally trying to lure me into his house this is the third time after i had said no and i'm like bruh i'm good i'm done after that he never texts me back so i'm like what is going on i've definitely had situations where men will come up to me in public i could be at like the grocery store or the mall whatever and they'll talk to me they'll get my number and then next thing i know they're walking with their girl these dudes will definitely pull up on you and have a girl with them they just do it when she's not around so i don't know y'all these have been my experiences maybe this is not the experience for everyone now one thing i will say even though i haven't had the best of luck yet <laughs> with meeting someone i do love southern men so for me being from new york and then coming down here it's so different the guys will come up excuse me ma'am excuse me miss you're so beautiful can i talk to you for a minute so the approach is different their accents love southern accents so that's something that attracts me as well there are pros and there are cons i just think that i haven't really found the right one yet but i'm out here like i said i'm dipping my foot in a little pond and i retreat when i need to but i am ready to get to know someone get to know people have fun date just be out getting to know people there's so many people here from different areas in the u.s so yeah that's where i am still single looking today having fun getting out doing all the things that i think you're supposed to do when you move to a new city so i will keep y'all posted on how that goes but with that being said i got to get my day going like i said i'm going to a day party and i'm about to be super lit so i hope all y'all have a good day if y'all have any questions or if y'all are dating in atlanta or you live in atlanta let me know what your experiences have been do y'all got some tips Hey guys, I'm Jasmine and today I'm going to be sharing with you all a little story about one of my online dating experiences and so I really want you to learn from this experience and of course there will be a moral to the story at the end of the video plus I'll share with you some tips and best practices on online dating so please grab yourself a cup of tea, water or in my case a cup of wine and get down and enjoy yourself so let's go so a few years back i was pretty big on the online dating scene i felt that i couldn't really meet someone in person that i was into that had the attributes and the qualities that i was looking for in a man so i end up searching online and going on a couple of online dating sites all of which didn't really work out for me you know i just was at my wits end as to what to do i remember around memorial day weekend about two years ago i went to my friend's house and i was you know sulking to her and telling her oh what was me i can't find a bird she actually suggested i try this online dating site called plenty of fish so I actually took her advice and that's exactly what I did. So I set up an online dating profile on Plenty of Fish. I made sure to put down on my profile who I was, the type of guy I was looking for, the type of qualities that I was looking for, and I left it at that. A couple days later, someone reached out to me. Let's just call him Tony. Tony reached out to me, let me know that he was interested, and I ended up looking at his profile and it seemed that he had all the things that I liked. He was a second generation Haitian American, such as me, so I felt like we could relate on different things. He actually grew up around the same neighborhood, so that was kind of interesting too, how you know it was a small world. And funny enough, we actually knew mutual people, which was kind of crazy. Another thing that I liked about his profile was that he stressed the importance of like physical health and wellness, and 
I was all about that life because, you know, I'm all about physical health and wellness for the most part. I let him know that I was interested and we set up a date to meet up. Our first time together we spent at this Thai restaurant downtown Brooklyn. It was really cool and he seemed really down to earth and all of that. And after that we went to, you know, Brooklyn Bridge Park to chill and talk some more and he seemed like a really nice person. So, you know, I decided to continue to pursue this whole thing that we had and he actually invited me to one of his workout sessions that he was holding at a church and I figured you know what I could I could sure use a workout so I went to his little workout session in his church and it was pretty cool he actually introduced me to his best friend who happened to be a girl I wasn't sure how to take that you know because I, I mean me myself I personally don't feel comfortable like if we were to be together I, I don't know if I would feel comfortable knowing that he had a best friend who was a girl like I that's that's one thing that kind of tripped me up about it but I let that slide and you know she seemed really nice and friendly and stuff and so you know we just were cordial and all that right a couple weeks later was my housewarming party because I actually acquired this space about two years ago and I invited him to my housewarming slash birthday party he had other obligations so I went about my house party and it was smooth and it was a huge success and it was a great way to just break in my apartment and all that good stuff so a couple things to note he did tell me that his mother passed a couple of years ago and that he was living with his father and a two family in East Flatbush somewhere and that he planned on moving to another location with his father his father was in Haiti at the time that we started like seeing each other and so when his father did come back then they would move to the other location a couple days after my housewarming party he actually called me up to ask to borrow some money from me because he had to pay his electricity bill now in my mind I'm like okay why is he asking me for money and you know he of course told me that his father was in Haiti at the moment and that he couldn't get the monies to pay for the con ed bill and all that stuff and you know he was worried that his lights would get cut off and I I'm the type of person that can sympathize I can sympathize with the lights being cut off because I remember as a kid my lights used to get cut off all the time I used to use the back of my sneakers to light up every time I tried to do my homework so I understood I felt the struggle and so you know I decided to lend him the money off the strength that he was going to pay me back. And he did tell me that he was going to pay me back the very next day. So I was like, okay. But in my head, I was like, well, why would you be able to pay me back the next day? Like, wouldn't you be able to wait till the next day to get the money to pay the bill? But I wasn't even thinking that far ahead at that moment. But whatevs. He actually came to my house and we drove to the bank i gave him the money and of course at the time we were we started following each other on social media he did tell me that he was going to come and cook for me and all that good stuff and so i agreed and i left it at that uh, a couple of hours later my friend maneski came over and i end up you know retwisting his hair because he had locks and he actually invited me to his birthday party that night and i told him that i couldn't because tony was coming over to cook for me yada 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 and of course he left the offer on the table if ever i wanted to go to his party 
that I still could. So I was like, all right. So after doing Maneski's hair, I sent him off on his way. And then I called Tony to see what time he'd be at my place and when I tried calling him uh, something came on to the effect of this phone has been disconnected like I don't remember the exact wording of the message but that kind of like got me shook I'm like okay was he unable to pay his phone bill too so I ended up trying to figure out what he was doing on social media so I went on Instagram and I tried searching his name and for some reason I couldn't get to his profile like I was like huh is this something wrong with my Instagram I really thought there was something wrong with my Instagram so what I ended up doing was creating a fake account and searching his name and lo and behold I was able to search him through the fake account so it led me to think that he blocked me on social media that's when I got scared because you know I gave him my monies I gave him my coins my hard-earned coins once I realized what the whole situation was I drove to his house and I waited I waited in my car I didn't ring the doorbell I didn't do anything I just waited and I remember that night it was a dark and stormy night it was raining and I stayed in my car all night but he finally pulled up when he did pull up he went into his house. He came back with a bag. I'm guessing it was a bag of clothes because he was trying to move. So I get out of my car and I confront him. I was like, hey, I tried calling you. I even went on your social media. I even went on your social media. What's going on? Is everything okay? And then all of a sudden he got super defensive. What are you doing here? What you're crazy? Leave me alone. And I'm like, okay. I'll leave you alone. I just I just want my money back. And then he was just he was going to leave. He was going to leave without even mentioning my money. So, he gets into his car, pulls out. I get into my car and I pull out and I end up following him. Let me tell you. I went through a car chase around East Flatbush. I ended up losing him on Avenue Jane King's Highway, but that's another story for another day. I was so depressed after that. I went back home just crying. Here this guy just completely bamboozled me for $200 for what? Probably for some Jordans. I don't even know. He was a Jordan fiend. He was a sneakerhead. And I'm assuming that's what he was trying to spend his money on. I went back home and I was, I was in the dumps about this whole situation. I remembered that Maneski invited me to his birthday party. So I called him up. I asked him what the address was because I did not want to be home alone in my feelings with a bottle of wine because I knew that that wasn't a good mix. So I ended up going to Maneski's party and he instantly knew that something was up. So after asking me over and over again, I finally told him the entire story of how this guy just took my money, blocked me on all of his social media networks and on his phone. And now I don't know where he is because remember, he's moving. So I don't know his new address. He didn't tell me what his new address was. So Maneski told me next day, which was Sunday, to give him a call and he was gonna help me take care of it so sure enough Sunday the next day I called him up I ended up picking him up at his house he ended up bringing along his friend we'll just call him Kanan because this guy has a record like I didn't know what I was dealing with at the moment but at that point in time I really just wanted my money back 
So we end up going, parking up. We tried knocking on the door. There was no response. And we end up talking to the neighbors that were next door to him and they told us a whole bunch of things about him of how he borrowed money from other people and never gave it back and all that stuff and I just felt like like such an like honestly I felt like such an idiot for me to be so naive to just give him my money not knowing his past record like I just felt like a complete idiot I just really wanted my money back so after finding out all this information from the neighbors Someone actually came out of Tony's two-family house, but it, he wasn't related to Tony. He was just another neighbor in that same two-family house. And we ended up asking him if he knew Tony, knew his whereabouts and everything like that. And he didn't. But what he did tell us, of course, was some more not-so-good things about Tony borrowing people's money and not giving it back. So he ended up actually giving a call to Tony's father, whom he says wasn't in Haiti. And um, he gave him a call and I explained to Tony's father that, you know, he took my money and that I would kindly like it back. So he told me to come back to the same place at 8 p.m. that night and we were like, bet. So I ended up dropping off Maneski and Kanan back to their neighborhood and I ended up going to my sister's house in Omil Basin. Tell me why on my way to my sister's house, I turn a corner and I see Tony's car parked on that specific corner. Furthermore, I see Tony walking down that said block. I'm not making this shit up. What is the likelihood of me seeing his car and seeing him walking down that same block? It led me to believe that this was his new block and that he moved to this location. Tony saw me, I saw Tony, we exchanged eye contact, but I kept it moving. I did not confront him at all because I did not want to deal with him ever. I just wanted to deal directly with his father. I ended up going to my sister's house and you know, explaining to her the story and of course, you know, she, like everyone else, is asking me, well, why did you give him $200? Look, I I tend to sympathize a little too much with folks. I tend to feel a little too much. And I try to see the good in everyone. So I gave him, I gave him money thinking that he was going to give it back. I seriously thought that he was going to give it back. Anywho, I told him that I was going to meet Maneski and Kanan back at Tony's old house. And so I had to leave a little later and that's what I ended up doing. So I picked up Maneski and Kanan and then we went to Tony's old house. It was eight o'clock. No one showed. 8.30. No one showed. 9 p.m. No one showed. We got stood up, like father, like son, I suppose. At this point, Maneski and Kanan are really tight, right? I see Maneski fidgeting with this book bag that he brought along with him. I didn't know what was in the book bag, but I didn't ask, all right? We end up seeing the same neighbor coming from the two-family house. We end up telling him that Tony's father didn't show up and that we really needed this money back. So he ended up calling Tony's father again and Maneski ends up speaking to him. Now at this point, I already told Maneski that I knew the new location of Tony's whereabouts. So he ended up telling Tony's father that we were going to his new location and that he better have the money ready, right? We drive to the new location, but of course we park on a different block because if anything were to go down, you know, my car wouldn't be in the mix, right? So once we park up on that said block, we get out the car 
And Maneski's really like venting. Like he's 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 more mad than me that this guy <laughs> takes my money, stands me up, and all of that, right? So he tells me that if I don't get my money, he's going to do some damage. And then he ends up showing me two two swords. Swords. He shows me two flipping samurai swords. Like I I seriously kid you not, he shows me two samurai swords. So here I am, life flashing before my eyes because if something were to happen and I'm involved, I can go to prison, I can be someone's bitch. I was seriously scared. Like I was at that point, I didn't even want the money anymore. Like I didn't, I did not, I did not even want that money anymore. I just wanted to go home. Like I was seriously about